Hello, darling. Before you listen to this episode, I actually have something to give you. So I know that it's the new year and you are really trying to, you know, grow in yourself, grow in your business and in your goals. But one thing I would love for us to focus on is getting grounded, especially as creatives and entrepreneurs in our relationship with God. So I actually created a short devotional that you can access for free. So if you consider yourself a creative, an entrepreneur, visionary, and more all three, this is going to really help you be intentional about the goals and the mindset that you can have to build that intimacy with the Lord so you can really pursue what you're doing with passion and with excellence. So again, it's going to be in the show notes of this episode. So that's it for now, and I will speak to you in the episode. Hello, my beautiful people. You are tuned into the Planter Podcast, where we focus on faith, growth, and lifestyle. This is a podcast that propels both men and women to live their God-given purpose one conversation at a time. I'm your host, Damia Shodi, and I am so grateful that you have tuned in to the Planter Podcast. What is going on, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to the Planter Podcast, where we speak about faith, growth, and lifestyle. So my name is Damia Shodi. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the Planter family. Thank you so much for tuning in. And today is a solo episode. Um, I'm going to be talking about the keys to building leadership. So I've been going through my journal, kind of taking journal entries apart, and they've been really like fruitful stuff to be sharing with you guys and I guess one day I was writing about leadership or I didn't even know I was writing I was just writing stuff and then I don't know it just came to me like oh my god leadership like this is the things that are required I believe in order for you to be a leader the certain mindsets that you have to have to be a um, a leader um, and obviously I'm not going to say things from what I haven't been experiencing myself this is things that I've been going through Um, you know, in 2018, the latter part of 2018, I kind of took a break from podcasting. I feel like I always took a break. (laughs) I always feel like I have to recoup sometimes, but I wasn't idle. I wasn't just sitting there and not doing anything. I was going through a lot of inward changes and visioning and just being prepared, um, for this year. So I just want to share with you guys some things that I really felt the Holy Spirit was teaching me about leadership and hopefully it helps. So I have six points that I would like to talk to you about, and I'm sure you may have heard some of them, but it's from my own perspective. So yeah, first part, first thing to kill, yeah, first key to building leadership. Um, The first thing is, and this is probably one of the most, if not the most difficult one, um, there is a pruning process, okay? So God is in the business of pruning and reshaping your heart so it can match his and therefore you bear more fruit and one thing I can't stress enough and I really feel that we need to be people need to be more knowledgeable about this is your character right when you are becoming someone in a leadership position or just really in general like when you walk in with God your character just has to be different the way you move and the way that you do things, um, 
you just kind of had, you had to move differently than people in the world. But more importantly, if you're a leader, your character has to be like on point. And one thing that God will do is he will make situations. (laughs) Like, how do I say this? He will cause situations in your life to reflect to you back your character and then help you to change it. So for example, if you're somebody who has a little bit of greed um, or you know you're selfish or you have a little bit of unforgiveness in your heart and all these different things, you'll be seeing that a lot of the situations that you are facing keeps reflecting those character flaws back at you, right? And you'll be like, yo, I don't understand why I keep going through this. I keep meeting the same people. I keep doing this, doing that. And a lot of it is that God is really trying to remove a lot of the crap that we acquire in this life out of us. And it's a very painful process. Um, what could I even say? <laughs> like, I would say all of 2018 was a pruning process because when I tell you I had to learn that Jehovah Jireh is my provider, like for real, for real. And I don't think that you get that. Like, you don't understand that and really have faith in who God is until you've gone through like really hard times. Right. Like, I mean, I had everything stripped for me, like any type of um, at times financial security, um, people, things that made me comfortable and that kept me at like, you know, maybe not really turning to God or keeping me in a state of unforgiveness. Everything, everything, everything was stripped away. And it got to a point that all you have to do is rely on God. Right. All you have to do at some point is God is going to be the only person Well, in my own situation that God was the only person that I could rely on. And in that process, I began to just develop into this person with a different character. Like (laughs) um, I noticed over time, like or before in the beginning of the year, I wasn't I'm a nice person, but. In certain with certain people in certain situations, I'm just not that nice. I was not very giving of my time. I was not very, um, I don't know, just not the best, you know. And I was put in situations where, like, especially with time, like I had to rely on people. So I had to be, I had to learn to be patient. I had to learn to um, be forgiving. Because I didn't like the way I felt when I held on to unforgiveness. And I'd have to continue to see the people that I was upset with. So it's like, I, I had to do that. I had to learn how to do conflict in a healthy way. Like if any of my friends offended me, I'd have to learn to go to them and talk to them instead of just holding it in for a long period of time and then blowing up on them. Like I had to learn different things. And, and, and God did that really to just build my character. And he, and he does that because I feel like he wants to, he wants to be able to allow you to sustain what he's giving you. Because a lot of people get a lot of things really quickly. We see it on Instagram or what we think um, rather quickly at a young age or at whatever age. 
And then it all comes crashing down. We wonder how, how did this happen? Oh my God. But sometimes your character is not strong enough to sustain the things that God wants to give you. So in order for him to prep you, he, you have to go through a pruning process. And that pruning process, I, I mean, I was just telling my friend earlier, I was like, you know, we're either going into a wilderness or we're getting out of the wilderness. I feel like that's just the cycle of life. We're always going through a process in which we have to transform um, ourselves. And I think God puts us in the situations so that we are prepared enough to handle whatever type of position he's giving us. And then also our heart matches his heart. We want the same things that he does. Even in 2018, like I realized that my heart grew so much more for people. You know, what I was doing was much, was much more bigger than just me and satisfying my own needs. I wanted to really be a part of what he was doing. You know, I really wanted to be a part of his mission and, and how he wants to influence people and how he wants to use me and how my talents could be of use. It's once, I think once you get past, um, thinking that whatever you're doing is for you and it's, it has a bigger picture, it just makes all the difference and it makes you want to work harder and, you know, just do, do, do the thing, do whatever it is that you've been called to do. So to bring it back, um, that pruning process really does reshape your heart and whatever that may be. I mean, look at your life and think of where you've been um, possibly in the last year. And maybe you were in a in a position where God was really just, you know, taking the weeds out, taking all the impurities out and things that we don't even know are, are, are harmful. Ideas that we don't know that are harmful that we've picked up from, you know, different people on Instagram, YouTube or just society in general. Um I feel like the world wants us to drink this type of Kool-Aid where, you know, people believe that you get things by stomping on other people. I actually heard somebody say that a couple of weeks ago, that that's the mindset he believes in. I'm stomping on other people to get where he needs to get to and um, just not really caring what happens to others as long as he gets to where he needs to get to. And to some that may sound crazy, but to others that is the reality. That is the type of behavior which is in this world. And people do that type of behavior to get to where they think they need to be. And in doing that, they harm not only others, but they're harming themselves. And they're not able to actually sustain the calling um, that they have. So Yes, you will go through um, a, a series of processes to prune your heart um, and you will believe and you will know eventually that God is Jehovah Jireh, your provider, um, one way or the other, especially if he's called you to be in leadership. And then also the pruning process keeps your heart in check. Um, I mean, God has, deals with me probably every other day, like checking my motives about if what I'm doing is actually for him or if it's for my own glory. And I have to always constantly check myself too. Like being in such um, such a process, you will have your you yourself checking, like, what am I doing this for? Am I doing this for God? Am I doing this for the betterment of others and yes, benefiting myself? Or am I just doing this purely for myself and for my own glory? And will I do this even though I, I may not be noticed? Will I do this even though um, I won't, I may not get quote unquote, all of the recognition or, you know, all these different things that we, we, we innately want, right. But going through that printing process, you'll definitely see 
you're going to keep your heart in check. But first of all, God is going to keep your heart in check and just checking. Do you have pride in your heart? Do you have self-satisfaction? Like self gratification? Is that the word? Like you just want to gratify yourself. That's it. You go on a stage and, and tell them that I did this, or you going to say that it was all you and it was all your power and um, all this other stuff that people say, like, these are the things that he has to rid out of you in order for you to be in leadership and to be of use. A utensil that can be used for special occasions, not just for, you know, everyday use, you know? So one thing, or the first thing, definitely a printing process. Second thing, um, another key to building leadership is to engage in vision planning often. So if you're wondering where your next step is, um, or where, where your next step is, is, is going to be, I would suggest, um, dedicating, um, time to vision plan with God. Um, and in doing that, he will surely make your steps clear. And I say that because I've done it right. So once I got off the podcast in, um, August, I think I took like a break, like everything from the planter for like maybe a month or a couple of weeks. And then I said, you know what, or after my event, like the week after my event in September, I started uh, planning, like reshaping everything, like my vision for the planter and, and, you know, really who am I targeting? What am I trying to do? And all these different questions and things. And I, I prayed before I did it. I prayed as I was doing it. I was talking to God as I was, you know, I was asking God like, okay, can you lead me to where, who, what, who do I need to watch? How do I make a plan? How do I do this? Because there's a lot of things I didn't know. So I needed to ask, I'm like, okay, how do I do this? How do I do that? Do Like all that stuff. And it's so interesting how God revealed to me the bigger purpose of what I'm doing. And I feel like it continues to build time and time again. He continues to reveal to me what I'm doing in in a new way. Because sometimes we're tired because we feel that we maybe have done everything that possibly we can do, or we just don't know what else to do. But I think all it is, is you just need new vision. So if you're that person who's wondering, and, and even if you're not wondering, if you are, you know, you know, you're called to do something, sit down with God and, 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 and have a vision planning session. We always need to be clear about where we're going. We may not know how necessarily, but we need to be clear about where we are going. And as long as you know where you're going, the how comes into place. I don't think we ever really know how verbatim. Anybody really knows how verbatim, but you discover that as you know the direction in which you're going. Okay, so engage in vision planning often with God. Ask God, what do you think about this? Who should I contact? Who should I this? Who should I that? Because when you have a vision, you're so much more capable of leading other people. You need to make your vision clear to other people, especially if you in your in your future or even currently, you may have people on your team. You have to be able to ignite whatever vision you have in your head and express that and communicate that to them in a way that will excite them to to help you um, bring your vision to life. So always be clear about where you're going. And if you're not, take the time to chill out and plan or take the time to do vision planning. Relax, because it's better to do things in a, in a, in a, in a, 
decisive manner than to just do things aimlessly because everybody else is doing something or everybody else says you have to do it this way. But you have to weigh the cost, the cost, the benefits. How does it benefit you? And when you sit down and have a vision clearly of what you're doing, it makes more sense of where you're supposed to go. So number three of keys to building leadership, you have to understand that you are useful even when things don't look quote unquote right. Um, that God can still work with you despite what life looks like or how it feels like right now. I mean, 2018, when I say things were just not going right, things were just a lot, a lot of it in the, in the, especially in the beginning of the year, um, towards the middle, just things were just not right. And I just felt so useless because, you know, sometimes I'm crying every other day or every day or I'm just so down that I'm like, yo, I can't concentrate on this. I can't do this. I can't do that. Like, I'm just trying to get my life together. I'm just trying to get myself together. Um, I can't like God can't use me right now because I'm too broken right now to be of any use. Ain't no way he's trying to use me right now. But you know what was the crazy thing? Like my vision workshop came in a time where it was one of my lowest times like of the year. Like the the, the vision for the vision workshop came like right after, I think I was telling you guys how I went to New York and I came back and how I was feeling so low, just about everything. And that's when he gave me the vision for the for the vision workshop. And somehow, some way, I, I got the energy to just, you know, make a move. The first move was to find a place. And I did that. And I reserved it. And then everything started going um, from there on out. So you have to understand that even though things don't look quote unquote, the right way, there is, first of all, no right look. A lot of times, like when you're, especially when you're starting to do something and you're going to be leading and be a visionary, um, there's never necessarily a time where things look correct, but it doesn't negate that you are still useful, that you can still do things despite how you feel and despite how things look. God is so interesting in that way. Like even in the in the times of your despair, he'll still use you to do like amazing things. And you'd be wondering, like, how the heck did I do like he'd be looking back like what? How did I even have the energy to do that? Like, I lost my home. I lost I lost this, I lost that. How in the world could I have conquered that or spoke on that stage or or um, bid on that new team. I just lost my car. I don't have any money to pay rent. How is it possible? But somehow, some way, you are still useful in those times of your weakness because it says in the Bible that where you're made weak is his strength. I mean, I sure I ain't quoted that correctly, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. I might have to maybe find that. So, you know, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, where you're, where you're weak, he's made strong. I think that's the perfect example of that. 
So don't negate the fact that just because you're in a low place, you can't be used. Or, oh God, God wants me to figure my life out first and then he'll use me. No, he can use you where you are right now. And you have to be willing. Like if you have an idea and God gives you an idea to do something and it's burning in in your heart to do it, even when you're feeling low, just move. You have no idea what that will lead to. And the thing is, it builds character to be able to do things at at sometimes a a difficult situation in your life or a low point. um, Of course, you should rest. I'm not saying like, oh, you know, forget how you feel, whatever. But if you have something, even in those low moments that I need to move and do something, please do it. You have no idea what it amount, like what what that could amount to. And what's funny is when you accomplish something, especially when you're in a leadership position, there's like a rush that comes over you. You're like, yo, like I feel almost invincible. I don't know if y'all can relate, but that's how I feel when I do something that is like so out there for me. I feel so like invincible and courageous. So I'm like, I could do it again. I could do it another time. Like I can do anything. And that's how I feel like I can do anything. So imagine that feeling even when you're at your low point, even when you feel like there's no use to you, God can use you and all this stuff that we we tell ourselves, he will still, you are, you are still useful even when things don't look right or the, or the atmosphere don't look right, or I don't have enough money or to do that. I don't have enough support to do that. You can still make moves. So never forget that. Number four is focus, 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 y'all. So end of 2018, um, from like November to like the beginning of January or so, I did like a social media fast, right? And I did it because I just needed to focus. I really just needed to take out all the noise because sometimes you sit there and you just ingest a lot of stuff and subconsciously it can have a negative effect on you and you may not even intend it to but in those times of weakness where you may be feeling less confident you need to have the enemy in your ear saying well so-and-so was doing this how come you're not doing that you're not moving fast enough why are you doing you know that type of accusing type of voice that tries to tell you that oh you're Yo, look at you. You're too slow. You're too this. You're too that. Look, I just had to cut off all the distractions. I had to just cut off everything that could be a hindrance. I even cut off podcasts, y'all. I stopped listening to podcasts. And anybody who knows me, I listen to podcasts every day. Probably not on the weekends, but mostly every single day. Like podcasts were the best thing that ever happened to me. Okay. And I don't listen to just one podcast a day. I listen to multiple podcasts a day. Like, because I, I drive a lot. Like, oh, here, like, we drive up and down. So that's what I'll be listening to. I'll be doing work and I'm listening to them. Um, I'm walking from class. I listen to them. So that was, that was a little bit difficult, but it allowed me to focus on what is important myself. One thing that I'm working on this year and as a leader, especially somebody who's creating things, is I want to create more than I consume. And I'm really hoping in 2019 too, I will keep that to be, you know, one of my, 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 
I won't say resolution, but my mindsets of 2019, like create more than I consume. Because as I do that, I'm being prepared. Like I'm preparing myself. I'm preparing the planter. Like I was more prepared in 2019 than any other year that I've started the planter. Why? Because I've really been just, I blocked out the noise and I really let God just speak to me on like, what do I need to do? And I would ask, what do I need to do? And literally for a week, God was like, you need to look in your journal. You need to look in your journal. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to it. Okay, I'm gonna get to it, get to it. And then one day I was just like, hold up. Like I, 2019 is knocking around the corner. Like, what am I supposed to do? And I was like, hold up. Let me, let me just do what God, the last thing that God told me to do. Let me look at my journal. And when I told you, I found so much stuff. Like a lot of the things that you're hearing is straight, like from my, my communion with God in the mornings. And I'm shook. I'm like, oh my God. Like it was all here, but I was so distracted sometimes trying to look like other people, how they say it. And do I say it like that? Do I have to say it like that? But I want to be an expert in this area, like this person and this, that or another. And whoop de whoop. I can only be an expert on myself. And I'm focusing on what God has told me to do. So I implore you focus. If you have to turn things off. Or step away from things, group chats, Instagram, YouTube, whatever that thing may be, step away. Ask God to reveal the things that are taking your time because you have to focus. And when you focus, you are able to produce so much more, so much more. And you're able to keep your mind on what is important. And what is important is the mission that God is giving you and, and that mission being a part of his bigger mission. Okay. That is the important thing. Everything. I don't care what field you are in. If you're a doctor, if you're an engineer, if you're an artist, if you are a fashion designer, everything you do brings glory back to God. Everything. I was just listening to a podcast, um, Dish and Dine by Jessica and um, Jay Bolin was on there. So Women of Purpose, owner Jessica Chinyelu, and then, sorry girl, I don't, know, I don't remember her, last, her new last name, sorry. But um, Jay Bolin was on the podcast and he's like a fashion um, or celebrity stylist. He styled people um, like Nene Leakes. Um, the names are escaping me right now, but love Nene. But so many people. And he was talking about how styling has saved marriages has brought people out of dark places into like um a confidence that he's never seen them or they have never seen themselves in like he saved lives literally styling people hello styling people with clothes everything can be used for the glory of god and that is the thing we need to focus on not on likes not on did this person see or that person, all those things. And that's what that pruning process will do. It will take out everything. Like one thing that God continuously wanted me to understand was that people will come. The people will come, but I need to, I need to keep my motives on the main thing. I don't need to be worrying about no numbers, even though they're important. They are. Hello. You're running something. If you're in a business, numbers are important, but they are not the main thing. You need to focus on creating good content. You need to focus on leading people correctly, showing good character, showing the fruits of the spirit, and all the things that you are looking for will come. They'll show up. 
but you have to focus on the main thing. So please remove any distractions, anything that is causing you to just stumble, remove it. Don't say, don't hold on to your strongholds and hold on to things like, oh, I can deal with it. I'm going to just pray that God help me. But then you go back and do the same thing. Be real and honest with yourself. What do you need to cut off so you can focus, focus, focus? Number five, and this is probably one of my favorite things or favorite keys, okay? Allow yourself the time to explore what works for you. Take your time. Take your time, big boy. No need to rush, okay? Take your time. Take your time. I wish I had gotten that lesson and understood that when I was in college, busting my butt, trying to study for like hours. This is at the beginning because I stopped doing that crap later. But just being foolish because I'm like, oh my God, everybody gets it faster than I do. And, and doubting myself that I'm smart because I felt that everybody else got it before I did. How come they got it? They just listened to it one time. How come I don't understand it? Not knowing that these people go back after the lecture to go and study with friends for maybe an hour or two or three after the lecture. And then maybe before the lecture, the next one or the next lecture. And then, then they're able to talk and say whatever, you know, um, they said that sounds so smart. And I was sitting there looking like, oh my God, like how come they're smarter than me? I don't understand. But really what it is, is I just didn't take my time and allow myself to explore what works for me. You have to explore what works for you. One thing I always say to people when they ask about purpose and they ask me how do I do what I'm doing? And I was like, purpose is not found in your head. This is one key you need to get. If you are trying to understand what your purpose is, Purpose is not found in your head. It is found by doing. You have to go out there. If you have something that you like or an int- or something that may be interesting to you, take the time to explore that thing. So for example, um, I was doing a sign language class. For the past three years, I have been saying I want to learn sign language. I want to learn sign language. And I knew myself that if they said go online and learn, I'm not going to do it. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just not as committed to online. But I, when I'm in an actual class, being around other people, I really like being in a, in a setting around other people in class. So I knew I'd be more motivated, more motivated to show up and to continue going and to learn it. So that's what I did for like three months. I took a sign language class. And I mean, it probably rewarded me in ways that I can't even explain because I still don't know. I was just like, oh, I just took it. But the fact that I went out there, I had something that I, you know, I had an interest and I went out there and I explored it. I took the time to explore it. Every Thursday, I took the time to explore. So what I'm saying is if you are a leader, take the time to explore what works for you. Are you a planner? What type of planner are you? How do you like to plan? You know what I'm saying? How do you like to get your work done? Take your time in exploring those options. Don't feel rushed to do things or get things done because everybody else is getting things done. The more you know yourself and the more you know how to operate, ugh, there's nothing like it. There, there's just literally nothing like it. Like now, I'm, I'm, I've learned so much about myself within the last year being out of school or being out of undergrad because I'm still in school. Um, I've learned so much. 
because I've taken the time. Like I'm not on this ticking time bomb trying to compete with this person or that person. And man, it. I don't know, man. That's my, that. I mean, that right there was gold. Like that was one thing I took away from 2018. Allow yourself to explore what works for you and explore your options. Explore your options. And that leads me, the comparison part is, is the last one. Comparison will ruin you. It will literally ruin you. Don't look to the left or to the right. Focus on your own lane. Your own lane, your own lane, your own lane. I am trying to get that point and I've, I've gotten it. I have gotten it. And, you know, always, you know, thank for the Holy Spirit. Always check just in case I, I slip to the left or to the right. Always going to check me. But like comparison is the thief of joy. It robs you of what you've accomplished. It robs you of who you are and what you're doing. Don't ever let yourself compare yourself to other people. You don't know what that person had to do in order to get where they are. Are you actually willing to sacrifice how they've sacrificed? Do you want to sacrifice what they've sacrificed to get where they are? We look at some people and we're like, oh my God, I want to be them so bad. My God, my God, my God, my God. Do they even have the character to sustain what they have? Just because people have a big platform or have things or a nice job does not mean they're cut out for it. Or you are just not capable of enduring what they've had to endure to get there. That's why you got your own lane. You see how good God is? He personalizes our lives to literally fit what we can handle. Obviously, we can't really handle anything without him, but you get what I'm saying. Like, your lane is customized just for you. Customized for you. So stay in your lane. Don't compare your leadership skills or the skills that you're trying to, um, or that, that you have to somebody else and how they do things. The key to this is to learn from others. Don't say because you didn't do things like them, then what you did wasn't great. No, you can look at somebody and be like, oh, I, you know, I kind of like how they said that or how they did that. I wonder how they um, did that. Okay, this is how they did this. Evaluate it and see. And this is why the exploration part is so important. Evaluate it and see that. Does it fit within my own standard? If it does, okay, maybe we can tweak it a little bit. If not, throw it out. You don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't compare your, your step one to someone's step five. Learn, like learn from them. I have a friend who's also like working really hard to build up her own company. And she tells me things all the time about like, oh, what she's been, how she's been planning this and doing that. And I could sit there and be like, oh my God, why is she doing that? I ain't even done that yet. Oh my God, what's wrong with her? Who she thinks she is? Blah, blah, blah. But I have the mentality now that, oh my gosh, I haven't considered that. You know what? Since you said that, I'm going to go research that. Since you said that, I'm going to go and look that up myself so I know for my own business how to do that or I know for my own life how to do that. I, I learn from her. I learn from others, not necessarily comparing myself. And 
if you listen to my previous podcast, I used to say that all time comparison was a very hard thing, especially in 2018. It was such a hard thing. And I get it. Like if you're in a place where you feel really low, especially about your life and where you're going, you feel directionless. It's very easy to compare. And that's why you have to take the precautious measures to um, cut off anything, even sometimes anyone that you may be jealous of, um, you may be comparing yourself to, um, any platforms that may be harming you, you have to do that. You have to be real. You have to guard your heart. So don't compare yourself to others. Learn from others instead. See if what they have to offer is good for you. And if it's not, then don't take it. It's fine. We don't have to keep ingesting, ingesting, ingesting things and nothing comes from the stuff we're ingesting because then it just turns to bitterness and it's like you, you know, it's just like you. So to reiterate, the keys to building leadership, um, there is a pruning process. Um, God is pruning and reshaping our hearts so it can match his and we can bear more fruit. Second thing, engage in vision planning often. Number three, you are still useful even when things don't look right. He can still work with you despite what it looks like and how you feel. Number four, focus, focus, focus. Five, allow yourself the time to explore what works for you. And six, comparison will ruin you. All right. So those are my points key for my keys to leadership. Usually I ask my guests, or I guess in this point in my podcast, I ask my guests, oh my gosh, what's the thing? What's the seed you want to plant, right? So I would say for my seed is um, you just need to remain faithful and understand that God has your back at whatever you're doing. And, and and in order to experience the blessings that he has for you, you just have to remain faithful. This is all a process. Everything and everyone is going through a process that is unique to them. We all have different experiences in life. So we just have to ride it out, man. I'm telling you, faith is just literally built as you go. Like as you're put in positions where... <laughs> you have to rely on God, like, and you see him come through, that is how your faith is built. You you build confidence that God says who he says he is, right? So my seed to you, uh, it would be you just continue to remain faithful in the process that you're in. You may have a vision of being a leader or being some ty- in some type of leadership position, a business owner or in, in a career or in something, and that could be 10 years from now, but you but you got the vision. You got the vision today. You got the vision now. Please, please remain faithful. And, and that is why we have the planter um, to encourage each other to remain on the path to get to and get through our purpose and our path, our unique spaces, our unique directions, because it is a process and it is hard. But I encourage you remain faithful. God is faithful. And I ain't saying that just to say that. I know that for a fact. God is faithful. So guys, that is the end of this episode. I'm so appreciative that you took the time to listen to my talk and just to share um, more about me. So if you love the podcast, I'm hoping that you do, leave a, leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, leave a review and let me know 
how this podcast has helped you. Let others know how this podcast has helped you. It really, really makes a difference when um, you guys leave reviews. The show gets more noticed. Um, people, you know, get to know more about it and more people get to be blessed. So please leave a review and let me know. Send me an email about how this podcast episode may have helped you and if you have anything else to say. And if you have any questions, um, I would like to start answering questions on the podcast. Email me or DM me at The Planter or my email will be below hello at theplanter.com. All right. So leave a review. If you have any questions, contact me. I'm here. All right, guys. Love you so much. And we'll speak on the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Planter Podcast. If you are absolutely loving the content that the Planter is creating, well, go ahead and subscribe to the Planter on iTunes. For more updates and staying connected with me, you can also subscribe to the Planter at theplanter.com. So that's T-H-E-P-L-A-N-N-T-E-R.com. To become a part of our community, uh, you can find us on Facebook at The Planter Community to stay connected with like-minded individuals who are trying to grow just like you. And you can find The Planter on all social media handles at The Planter. So thank you so much for listening and I'll speak to you on the next episode.